Hi, and welcome to Forest of the Future, the podcast series where we talk about what is evolving in FSC and what the innovations are. If there is one period in an FSC's lifetime where we take giant leaps in development, it is during the FSC General Assemblies, because this is where our members guide the directions that they would like to see FSC take. In October, the latest FSC General Assembly was held in Bali, Indonesia, and today we are going to summarize some of the main key takeaways. And to help me do that, I've invited three of the members of the FSC Board of Directors. I've asked them to help me understand what were the most defining moments, what were their main learnings, what major decisions were made. The three people are Ivan Nimakava, representing the Economic Chamber, Pierre Larson, representing the Environmental Chamber, and Sandra Martinez, representing the Social Chamber, because they're board members. Pierre, Yvonne, and Sandra are quite invested in FSC, and they're also quite invested in our internal lingo. That means that every once in a while, they'll refer to processes as acronyms and to motions as numbers. I will therefore do a bit of translation work in this podcast for all of the ones of us who don't know the motion numbers and their content by heart, so that we can all keep track of what it is that we're talking about. And with that, let's leave the introduction and dive into the conversation. I'd love to start with a temperature check. If you are to summarize the General Assembly in Bali in three words, what would that be? Iwan, if we start with you. Challenging, considering the hybrid model, but also interesting and good results. Mm -hmm. Sandra? For me, the three words will be the highest interest was above everything, big commitment and alignment to make uh, decisions together. Mm -hmm. And Pierre? Together shaping the future of FSE. Finally, having the GA after five years and two years delayed has been very important for the organization. The GA took several important decisions, which also strengthen and underline the directions which we have in the global strategy. And I think that shows actually the future direction and that we together shape FSE and, and what we can contribute with as FSE. Mm -hmm. Is there anything new in that for you? Maybe extra important after the challenging period with everything that that's, has happened in a more virtual point and maybe also extra important giving the high ambitions we have set in the global strategy, which I think were, were confirmed by the GA. So Yvonne, if we are to then look at well, what actually happened, what was actually the decisions made by our members, what are the top three most important ones that will influence your work as a board over the coming years? Many of the decisions that were made by the motions are going to direct how the board is going to work strategically. And this is not quite different of what we have at the global strategy. I think the goals that are there in the global strategy are like aligning with what the motions are asking. And in the case of the motions, we have some of them that were approved that are much more directed to how we are going to implement the things that are there in our goals for the, the global strategy. For example, around the intact forest landscape. Intact forest landscapes are quite important for 
for example, in the global strategy, the certification objectives for tropical forests, if we didn't have this motion approved, and this was quite interesting because it was a result, it's not a motion that came from one side or another, but it came from several sides and several chambers trying to find the best solution. With this motion, we hope that the certification of many tropical forests will be now allowed, something that we were going to lose if the, the rules remained as the same. So I think this is a kind of result and this is a kind of negotiation. It was like three years discussing, but we also needed some discussion face-to-face to come to a good solution like we came with the Motion 23. Let me pause Yvonne here for a second. Motion 23 was one of the key motions which got approved at the General Assembly. It calls for new solutions for the certification of intact forest landscapes in FSE. Intact forest landscapes are our last remaining large, intact, and undisturbed forest areas in the world. Since 2014, FSC has had rules for the protection of intact forest landscapes inside certified forest areas. Basically, the areas had to be put under conservation rules where no management or disturbance of the area could take place. But during the last years of discussions, it's become apparent that all sides of the FSC membership agree that we need better and more sophisticated solutions for intact forest landscapes. And that these solutions should be informed by the reality on the ground. So that communities and people living in and around the areas of intact forest landscapes have a means to sustain good livelihoods while protecting the areas. Motion 23 calls for FSC to adjust the international rules for intact forest landscapes through learning from regional experience in implementing the current rules and to allow for some level of national or regional adaption to the realities on the ground so that we can ensure that we get an even wider level of FSC certification of these areas, off of which many are not certified today. The motion received broad support from all three chambers and was, as Yvonne said, a good example of how FSC members, through negotiation and discussion, can come to an agreement on how we might move forward on complex topics like intact forest landscapes. And with that footnote, let's return to the interview. So that was one key decision that will influence your work. Do you have other key decisions that will influence your work? I think one that takes in account and goes for this part of communities and products coming from forests that are managed by communities, there was one motion that was very important because this is going to allow many developments in this area. That is something that... FSC needs to go much more forward because this is how we are going to grow with small landowners, communities, 
and the management of natural forests by these communities. Mm -hmm. But Sandra, maybe if I can move back to you then, because one of the things that you said was that looking at a higher interest than just your own, is that like a shift that you're seeing? As Per said, after so many years that we haven't seen each other face to face, this uh, moment was um, very clear in terms of saying we need to make decisions and we need to align. And I think that's very important because we all knew that there were some processes in two topics that were still quite imperfect to the eyes of some members, but still the willingness from those members to say, yes, we recognize that if we don't make this decision now, it will have consequences. So that was very important. Mm -hmm. What were those two processes for those that weren't there? From my view, Motion 37 and Motion 23rd. Okay, this is where we pause again. Motion 23 was the motion on intact forest landscapes and finding new solutions for them. Motion 37 is another key motion which enables quite a large change to the FSC system. Since the creation of FSC, forests which have been converted from natural forests to plantations after 1994 have not been able to get FSC certified. It was a very simple yet effective cut-up date, which was very easy to implement and very easy to communicate. But now it's a long time ago, and there are people living in these areas who are suffering from the lack of access to natural values and biodiversity is suffering as well. So, should we continue to exclude these areas from FSC and the benefits of certification, or should we find new ways of ensuring that people and nature get remedy for the damage that has been done? Motion 37 focuses on how we can remove the 1994 rule and replace it with a system that will ensure remedy for social and environmental damage. This motion has to be seen in connection with Motion 45, which also got approved. This motion is aimed at ensuring that the quality of remedy is provided at a very high level and that the framework developed is adjusted accordingly from its current form. Enough explanation. Let's hear why Sandra thought that these two motions and these two processes were such good indicators of the collaboration between the FSC membership despite the differences in opinion. So these were two important processes where the environmental and social and economic members were really trying to do their best in order to make sure that their interests were still on the table relevant. They show big commitment and we overcome the conflict by some members making very clear statements about we need to make sure that we are really considering the interest of everybody, that we are not going to block, that we are respectful organization with values. So that was with Motion 37 and also shown in Motion 23. What about you, Pierre? What's important for me is always to see very strong member support for key motions on, on strategic issues which we have worked on for a long time and which might also have been mm -hmm. controversial, partly. If they pass, actually, and if they even pass with very strong membership support. During the GA, I think there were two very obvious ones, both two motions linked to the whole issue on, on conversion and past conversion and, and especially remedy, which will bring us 
hopefully into a totally new space, actually, and focus very much on how we can provide remedy to past conversion and harm, which has been a discussion with FSC for 10 plus years, actually. Did you have a feeling before that went to the floor whether it would pass or not? Of, of course, I think it's important. This issue is, is also backed up by th three motions which have passed. At mm -hmm. yeah, so there was a very strong mandate for the board to work on it. We thought that we had done what we could do, actually, to building the opportunities, actually, for this to pass based on the strong motion mandates which existed from past years, but you never know. I actually just did a podcast episode solely on remedy and restoration and the content of those two motions, etc., because they are controversial and also quite complex topics. So I, I completely agree on that. If we then move, Sandra, to key defining moments, can you name a key defining moment for you during this last General Assembly? Like when you think about this General Assembly 10 years from now, what will you think back on? Definitely the voting about Motion 37. If I would say in 10 years, I would say FSC should be really proving and these big companies who will benefit from this motion, they should have already mm -hmm. proved that their commitment was real. So for me, that is a very relevant, mainly because, of course, I'm from the social chamber and I do believe that remediation is uh, an important element. Mm -hmm. What about you, Yvonne? If you look back at the General Assembly 10 years from now, what will stand out from this? I think this conversion and remediation, the whole process is something that is going to be probably the highlight it's a discussion that started like in 2010, 2011. For some point of view, it's uh, linked to the need of uh, expansion in certification in places like Southeast Asia. But this is not only about it. This is around remediation. What Sandra said is totally correct. And I am from economic chamber. Also from the economic chamber point of view, the possibility of having remediation. And this is something really interesting that I've heard, I think some days ago, after the GA, saying that when a harm is made for a population, for indigenous people, for a traditional community. When you have the harm, you need to have the remediation. And what I think the whole process with this voting now is allowing is that we are going to have this kind of remediation. So it is totally linked to human rights, and things like that. So it's not only around the possibility of having more certified areas or having some environmental compensation, what is really important too, but it's all around remediation. And this is a kind of fundamental right. So looking from this point of view, this whole thing makes a lot of sense. But I would say that also this is a great opportunity for FSC to recognize the, the certificate holders 
that from the very beginning of FSC is in accordance with all principles and criteria. I just wanted to make this break point here because all of what we said is important, but also I think it's very important that we can recognize the ones that are accomplishing all the principles and criteria from the very beginning. Mm. If I'm to unpack that a bit, are you just calling for us to recognize that somebody actually did this sooner than the ones who might now be able to come in because they passed through the remediation process? Or are you saying we should do something additional for the ones who've been part of the system for a long time? Yes, there is a group of companies who have been very committed to FSE since the beginning, who have shown a strong commitment into that. And they are part of FSE and they are themselves FSC. And that is why this community and this organization is very important. And it has its credibility because the commitment of these companies that started the trip with FSC 28 years ago. What uh, we are now seeing and discussing is that the reality is that there are areas where environmental and social issues have been damaged. Can FSE do something about that in terms of um, not for the companies themselves, which of course will, they will be benefited by this, but at the end, this market mechanism has to serve environmental and social aspects. And I think this is part of the challenge and part of the reason why Motion 37 has been so complicated, because we need to understand the root of the intention of this motion, which is this planet is really in a crisis. And these people and these forests need to have a level of compensation remediation. We need to trust that this system, what we have put in terms of remediation in terms of the limits of the policy and the limits in the inside of the principles and criteria is strong enough to make sure that those organizations who have been damaging this planet need to change. And that is why I say in 10 years, we need to be able to prove that the decision we made was correct. And that is the, the big challenge. And that those companies who have been committed to FSC can get a benefit from the credibility, can be also part of this community. One of the key words for me and key statements from me in this General Assembly was we all needed to look for the highest benefit. And the highest benefit sometimes it may look, it's not my individual benefit. And I think the companies who have been with us, they are still with us because they are still seeing the highest benefit when at some moment it may be perceived that it's in detriment to some of their interests. Mm -hmm. I do not disagree. I totally agree. The only point that I make is that we need to start strategically thinking how FSC can continue to be of great value 
for these companies that were committed from the very beginning. Pear, I'm going to pull you back in. So Sandra is talking about looking at everything from the higher interest of the planet and that being a key defining moment, even though it might not match your personal interests. What was your key moment at the General Assembly? Maybe looking towards the future, I think there, there were several, maybe not the key, but I think there were several decisions and discussions which also underlines the need for FSE to have a bigger impact on the word forest and, and to develop the, the type of forest solutions actually that we can to deliver. I think that that's very clear ambitions which we have set out in the global strategy. I think we, we need to get the bigger reach and I think we are relevant, but we need to develop this solution section. And I think there was a very strong focus on eagerness on developing the work on ecosystem services, actually, and markets for that. And I think there are other areas which maybe was less discussed during the GA, but which still, I think, I conceive there is a very big support. What role can FSC play in the whole forest restoration moment and so on? So, so I think that was looking... 10 years in the future, I hope that that was uh, GA, which gave support for that direction, actually. What was then the most difficult moment or decision for you? Of course, always decisions or motion where there are strong membership support, actually, and you feel that, but which don't pass. We have a very high bar for motions to pass in, in the consensus-based organization, which FSE is, and then there were some which were very close, actually. But in part, the strong majority, but not the high bar which FSC is setting for a motion to pass. But on the other side, some of these non-decisions are, even if they're close, are a very important temperature check also for, for FSC, actually, what, what the membership best or something we can, as a board and going forward, take, can take into consideration, even if they didn't reach. And, and we have some discussions and, and non-decisions like that during the GA. What about you, Sandra? What was the most difficult decision or moment for you? I mean, the challenging of the hybrid format, but then also related to what do we do now with topics which are very controversial, but motions didn't pass. And I think here it is very important to highlight and to emphasize that general assemblies give clarity for us, even though if the motion didn't pass, I think the full board is completely committed to ensure that tendencies in terms of directions will be considered. And that credibility of this organization is based on the ability of the board to listen and to uh, revise and processes and to ensure that different of opinions are integrated. When we talk about that, it's about the credibility of this organization and the value of this organization, which is consensus. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're also looking at, uh, at the motions that didn't pass, but nearly passed, and actually look at, well, what can we do to, to actually act upon that very clear message from our membership? Yeah. Because behind every voting of each motion, there is a message that the membership wants to give to us. Sometimes this message goes very clear and direct by passing with very high levels of approval. That is one. And then we have other motions we pass, but you can notice some very also clear lines of they pass just in the last minimum or the last moment. And then we have the other ones who didn't pass and there are very clear differences between the three chambers. So we need to be very conscious 
and to deal with this very carefully because these are messages for the board of directors and to the secretariat in order to avoid processes which are delayed 10 years. We have pressure on our planet. This organization, which has been very democratic, needs to adjust also these processes to make sure that we keep our values of building decision on consensus, but how do we move faster mm -hmm. without losing these processes? And that requires a lot of willingness and trust building inside of the different chambers. And that is a big commitment that has to come from everybody. Mm -hmm. What about you, Yvonne? What was most difficult for you? I think difficult are decisions that we need to come to trying to make sure that controversial issues were being discussed in the best way and have the best understanding from the membership to be voted. So we needed to not change the rules, but to show that it was possible to do in a different way just to guarantee that we were going to have all the discussions that were needed. So, and I also wanted to highlight that GA is not only about motions, but GA is also about listening to the membership. In the GA, we can figure out what are the directions that the membership are saying to the board and to the secretariat to go for. And this is a membership-lead organization. Mm -hmm. And I agree. It's not just emotions. It's everything around it. It's the debate. It's the feeling that you get. I have one last question for all three of you. I'll let you go first, Yvonne, because now you're on the roll. What will be the most important thing for FSC to work on between now and then the next General Assembly in three years? To go ahead with the implementation of the global strategy. The global strategy, when it was approved, was a quite great step. But for this great step turns into reality, we need to have the implementation. From now to the next GA, this is the period where we can work on the implementation and we can link everything that we do at FSC, that I'm saying they are all quite important, but we need to have this linkage with the global strategy. Mm -hmm. So linking everything we do to the global strategy. Here, what, what do you think? What will be the most important thing to get right? We have a global forest crisis. I very much see the ambitions that we have to increase the impact on forests globally and, and make FSE more relevant for other forest users than we traditionally use. That's a very important issue that we can show progress on that, actually. And I think that's the most important issue, I would say, actually, making FSE more relevant, developing new forest solutions outside of the more traditional type of approach we have and, and doing that in a credible way. And also using the huge, important network we have with stakeholders and members for co-creating this and working together in partnerships. I had one other comment to go up. I talked with one very long-standing member, actually very experienced. 
And that person described the GA as the biggest global concentration of practical experience and knowledge on, on implementing sustainable forest management. That was another way of describing the GA, which I liked. That's also maybe showing everything else than besides motions. And if we can use that power even more into the future, I think that's important. Mm -hmm. So knowledge from the ground into our system. Sandra, you got the final word. What is the most important thing for us to get right? I would say two things following what Jospel said about the concentration of this huge level of experienced people there in many levels. So FSC needs to concentrate on how do we use that knowledge in a very effective way. And that knowledge, because it's so huge and diverse, doesn't create blockages to move faster. And so I think that's that's quite important thing that we have received a lot of feedback already about how do we move faster? How do we really make more effective use of the working groups and the consultations processes? How do we focus now on specific things? So I think that in that is in a very easy word, governance. We really need to work more about in our governance to make it faster and to really provide again the confidence of the first days that we are still good in making decisions and still responding to the pressure we have with our forests. We do have already some solutions, so we need to prove that those solutions are working. We can invite these people all to the party, but what we need to promote is the real engagement. If we compare to the party, it's not only inviting them to come to the party, but also dancing with all these people. That's it. Thank you to our three board members for giving us a glimpse into the world of General Assemblies in FSC and what they mean for the democracy of this organization. There's no doubt that they will have their work cut out for them, that it will be important that we get remedy right, that it will be important that we enable all of our discussions to move to a higher level of interest, and that we get those new tools in the toolbox that makes FSC relevant for even more forest owners throughout the world. This episode was brought to you by the main sponsors of the FSC General Assembly, SIG, Arauco, and National Wildlife Federation. Remember to subscribe to Forest of the Future if you want to get notified of new episodes where we dive into other innovations within FSC in the world of certification and sustainable forest management. You can also always get in touch with me on podcast at fsc.org. I am Loa Worm, and this was Forest for the Future.